Thanks for checking out the latest episode of the Spencer on Sports podcast. Heard weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on 1600 ESPN. This is Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN. Indeed it is. Happy Monday, everybody. 19th day of February of 2024. Glad to be back with you from the Eakin Nutrition Studios. It's Spencer on Sports with you till 6 here on 1600 ESPN. 319-366-1600 is the talk and text line. Love to hear from you today. Got live sports action during the day. A little President's Day special. Some hockey going on. Had a wild hockey game earlier involving the Minnesota Wild, which I'm sure we'll get to at some point over the next two hours. The Daytona 500 as we speak right now on the TV here in the studio. There's NASCAR and hockey on, and no disrespect to those who follow those sports closely. Those are two sports I do not follow all that closely. So my analysis uh, of the two major sports going on right now, NASCAR and NHL hockey is is very limited. You all know that by now, but uh, we'll do our best to keep you up to date on what's going on. On the track at Daytona, it's bright and sunny there, unlike uh, the last couple days uh, down in Florida. Uh, keep, keep you up to date on that and uh, the NHL scoreboard as well. For your Monday afternoon here on Eastern Iowa's home for sports, 1600 ESPN. Find us uh, across Eastern Iowa at 1600 AM. 102.3 in the FM dial in Cedar Rapids, 106.3 in Iowa City, streaming KGYMRadio.com. You can also download our free app for your smartphone, and we're available on your smart speaker as well. Spencer Wagan and producer Isaac with you till 6. Got a big one tonight on the airwaves after 7 tonight. The 6th-ranked Iowa State Cyclones heading to the number 2 Houston Cougars tonight. So a top-10 battle uh, was already going to be a top 10 battle, regardless of what the rankings told us today, but uh, got a pretty big one tonight. In fact, we're going to talk more about it coming up here in um, just under 25 minutes with John Walther's voice of the Iowa State Cyclones. He is live in Houston tonight. He'll have the call alongside Eric Heff for you here on 1600 ESPN uh, after seven. But John, kind enough to take some time out of uh, the pregame prep to uh, talk with us uh, live from Houston here this afternoon here in eastern Iowa. And we'll talk with him coming up just after 4.30. It is a big Monday, so we'll talk to JR from the Big Ten Huddle coming up after 5 o'clock. Get his thoughts on an interesting weekend in Big Ten basketball. Purdue went down to Ohio State yesterday. That's after Ohio State fired their head coach, Chris Holtman, earlier in the week. Iowa got a big win over Wisconsin, which we'll talk about here momentarily. We'll uh, set the stage for another week of Big Ten hoops with JR coming up after five. We'll get into a little baseball discussion, I think, in the five o'clock hour, too. Mike Trout, uh, former Cedar Rapids Colonel, of course, but uh, superstar in baseball. A lot of rumors surrounding him this offseason about a potential trade. He addressed those uh, rumors and speculation uh, here earlier today. We'll hear from him a little bit of analysis from ESPN's Jeff Passan uh, as well in the five o'clock hour. Uh, we'll get to the NBA All-Star game, I'm sure. I Look, I'm not going to sit here and say it was good basketball last night, but my question is, was it really all that bad? It's an exhibition game. That's basically the point I'll make coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, and we'll talk about that <clears throat> after 5 tonight as well. Also got the sports menu on the way around 5.50. Again, 319-366-1600. Isaac's here. How's the weekend for you? Pretty good. Uh 
full of combat sports. I had a UFC card on Saturday. That oh. was uh, very entertaining. Saw mm-hmm. a longtime champion fall there, a pretty dominant champion fall there. And then you obviously had uh, wrestling over the uh, the weekend. Yep. And yep. even uh, the Iowa wrestling team was was uh, really entertaining. They had 30 takedowns, which was a That's lot. Incredible. That's yeah. Considering yeah. they had they had five against Penn State. Um, they got one person had five in his own, just a single match. So a very <laughs> stark, good. stark yeah. contrast yeah. there. Um, and then the Penn State and Nebraska one was also, I thought that had some pretty uh, fun matches in there. So, but yeah, yeah, overall combat sports heavy, but a lot of fun. There you go. I I uh, I try not to let personal life stuff impact my my work stuff, but we moved at the end of last week. Uh, so uh, if I sound a little wiped out today, it's from from moving boxes and Certainly stuff. Certainly a good reason. Yeah, I, I don't think um, anyone would can blame you there. No. So uh, that if I sound, I, I don't. I tried not to sound like I was distracted toward the end of last week, Thursday and Friday shows, but uh, this weekend was a lot of let's carry this from the truck into this place and then put it there and then try to unpack it and figure out where we have room for that. You've you've if you've moved, you've been through that. So. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, very physically taxing weekend. You know how moving goes, but hoping, hoping uh, we can make it till six. That's just the goal. Make it till six here tonight on 1600 ESPN. 319 366 1600 is the talk and text line. Let's dive into what we're talking about here on a Monday. Big news. This just in. So, this is a really big deal, people. This is. Our lead story. A hoops heavy show for you today. It is a big Monday talking Big Ten and Big 12 hoops, of course, uh, here in the airwaves in eastern Iowa. And we'll start the Big Ten conversation a little early. We'll go a little bit more in depth with uh, JR from the Big Ten huddle uh, coming up after 5 o'clock tonight. But uh, certainly got to tip our caps to the Iowa men's basketball team. Uh, kind of a, a very typical Iowa basketball game for the 23-24 season that we've we've seen play over and over again, I feel like. Uh, the opposing team had a sizable lead. Iowa came back, got a lead of their own. That lead slipped away. And unlike the lead slipping away and staying away from the uh, Hawkeyes and Fran McCaffrey's bunch, they were able to find a way to win in overtime. Tony Perkins playing the hero, finishing with 18 points all told, but his uh, basket in the closing seconds uh, of overtime on Saturday proved to be the difference. As Iowa got a little bit of revenge against uh, Wisconsin, uh, winning 88-86 to in overtime. I think a little bit, and we'll dive into the game particulars in just a bit and hear from Fran McCaffrey from Saturday uh, in a moment as well. In the grand scheme of things, just considering the schedule that Iowa has left, the places they have to play, the teams that they have to play, while not unmanageable, it's a little, it's too little too late, in my opinion. Uh, and we'll see, you know, Iowa could go on a tear here. They could win the whole Big Ten tournament. I'm not betting on that to happen. I'm not predicting that to happen. I think there's obviously much better teams in the Big Ten than this this Iowa squad. But in the bigger picture, it, it's, it's a confidence-building win, uh, a win you sorely needed. It's your first quad one victory of the season. You had... Uh, what six opportunities going into uh, going into action on Saturday when the Badgers came to town, you finally got that win, uh, a good little bump up for uh, for this team going into the stretch run here, the final five games, which includes two tough road tests here this week. 
in all, though, is it enough to propel them into a potential postseason spot this year? NIT, yeah, I think, you know, if if that's the path that they're going to take or that's the route that is going to get them some postseason experience here, beating a, a then-ranked Wisconsin team is better than, than losing to a non-ranked or then-ranked Wisconsin team. But I think you still need to stretch a few more together uh, here uh, over the next few games. Again, five left for this to really mean something towards uh, a postseason in the here and now. But for, you know, a little confidence going into East Lansing tomorrow and Champaign on Saturday, um, I think it's definitely just what the doctor ordered. And after you you were hung tough with them, them being Wisconsin in Madison uh, back in early January, again, let that slip away, ended up losing by 11 points. To find a way to win at home, protect your home turf, I think, like I said, just what the doctor ordered in, in that sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, before I start, you should check Adam Schefter real quick. Um, I will check Adam Schefter but, real quick. Um, Thank you. There, yeah, I mean, Iowa just needed this win. And like you said, I think it does feel a little too too little too late there. Um, unless you can really string something together, but I'm not counting on it or anything like that. Um, but also, I think most people were kind of... I don't think they were expecting a win against Wisconsin or anything like that. I think... Um, you you thought you went into the game thinking you could win that. Um, I think most people are still just expecting NIT at this point. Mm-hmm. Their, their hopes aren't incredibly high. They just want to see progression from guys like Owen Freeman and other guys on the team there. Um, and that's certainly just a game that sort of boosts confidence, especially when Owen Freeman um, – 20 and 12 right yep. so yeah i think you're there's plenty of you can take away that's positive but still you're kind of just meh about the rest of the season considering who you have left on the schedule it, it was important and i've made this point several times on the show uh here over the last month or so it was important uh from we'll exclude the purdue game uh the two games you played against Purdue because Purdue is another worldly talent. And uh, despite their loss uh, here uh, this past weekend to Ohio state, they're still the best team in the conference between them and, and Illinois. And, and I think Purdue still a hair above uh, them, but you needed to make, uh, make some inroads and win some games in kind of that. I, I don't want to call it a soft underbelly because it seems like everybody's beating up on everybody. And that's just how the big 10 is. But you needed to win games like the two against Maryland. You needed to hold on to that lead at Penn State, and you needed to complete that comeback and close it out against Indiana to have any real shot at at a bubble, uh, being a bubble team for the NCAA tournament, and you weren't able to get that done. And, and, you know, that's part of having a lot of young guys on the team. You know, that's part of having an inconsist- some inconsistencies, you know, in – you know, execution and game planning. And, and sometimes the other team is just better than you too. I think that that also plays a factor in it, but there were some games you had to get that you didn't get, but beating Wisconsin and, and, you know, having that win on your resume certainly helps you. It doesn't hurt you to, to have beaten that team. And like I said, it, it builds a little confidence going into a place where, it's tough to win regardless of how good or how bad Michigan state is. There have been really good Iowa teams. There've been really good teams across college basketball period that go into East Lansing beaming with confidence. And next thing you know, they're down by 25, you know, and Iowa's gone in there and played well, um, gone in there and won. 
They were close the last time out there. Uh, Michigan State just got over the hump in the late going and was able to was able to get a win. Not impossible to win there. Not impossible to win at Illinois either. But it's not easy to win on the road in the Big Ten. And we talked about the splits before. Uh, it's it's crazy how good teams are at home this year and how bad teams are on the road. It's just that you don't win on the road. It's rare to win on the road uh, in in this conference. And that's just how the Big Ten is. Yeah, uh, big confidence boost, like you said. And then I think if you're an Iowa fan, you can take away that you can see progression within the team, I think is the big point. Um, you can see you know, Owen Freeman really coming into his own and having a little bit more consistency. I mean, if this was two months ago, I think you would have been pretty surprised, I guess, like if Iowa was playing Wisconsin two months ago. Um, now, granted, Wisconsin's also has part, it's partly to do with that just because they've dipped um, a lot recently. But if this, this was a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago, you would have said Iowa has no chance, even at home. And now you can see the consistency in young guys. You can see Owen Freeman feel comfortable and really develop more. And, yeah, I think there's still, like, a lot of positives that you can take from this season. Is it going to be an NCAA tournament year? No. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be an NIT year? Maybe. But I think more than anything, you can just... Looking forward, you can be hopeful for the team. 319-366-1600 is this uh, the start of uh, maybe a, a, I'll use the word miracle, but start of a run here for Iowa basketball, or is it a little too little too late at this point in the season for you? 319-366-1600. We'll get to why Isaac told me to look at Adam Schefter's uh, tweet in just a moment, but for what it's worth, uh, the NI, there is someone who does NIT bracketology out there. Uh, they, they have a lot of time on their hands clearly, but, uh, as for NIT bracketology, this is before, uh, this is going into last week. So it has not been updated, but the, this person has Iowa as a five seed in the NIT. So not, I don't think a five seed host. It depends on arena availability. So it doesn't necessarily matter if you host or not in the NIT, but Still in as of uh, early last week. That was before the loss to Maryland and the win over Wisconsin. So a one-in-one week, I think it still keeps you in. You're probably a five-seed, probably a six-seed, uh, depending on you know what the uh, what the organizers of the NIT, uh, which again the NCAA owns the NIT, so it's essentially the same kind of tournament. Essentially, just the teams that didn't make it. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Drake, by the way, would be a one-seed. If they weren't able to get in. And I know some other people have pointed out uh, last week that or could be staring at a Drake versus Iowa NIT game at the Knapp Center, which certainly would be certainly would be something uh, to behold, uh, getting Drake and Iowa back together on the men's side. Here's a little bit from Fran McCaffrey uh, real quick, uh, talking about that win over Wisconsin on Saturday, getting it done in overtime. Seems like we're either up or down. You know, it'd be nice to get a lead and keep it. But I think we all recognize, like, this league, it's kind of what it is. Everybody's good. I say that all the time, but everybody has players. Everybody's got a coach that's really good. I mean, they run stuff, and they challenge you. They challenge you to think, and they challenge you to make plays. And you you got to be able to stay the course. I mean, it, it look, didn't look good. You know, they're draining threes early and I don't know, 12, 14, something like that. And, you know, that thing can go to 25 quickly with this team. And we, we kept it manageable. I thought the crowd was great. I mean, they really helped us in that in that stretch in particular. You know, so we go in down three. And the start of the second half, we were really good. I was really impressed. And I was really proud of Tony Perkins in particular. Uh, never a good start to the game. Put Brock in. Brock was great. 
and uh, Tony took the second half over. So not that I'm surprised. That's who he is. Fran McCaffrey after the overtime win over the Badgers uh, this past weekend for the Iowa men. 319-366-1600. Good chunk of people in the text line weighing in. Ryan and Walford, among others, saying too little too late for the Iowa men considering the, the portion of the season that they're in if this win had come a month ago, they they had gone into Madison and won that game when Wisconsin was riding high and you know starting off Big Ten play, just resuming that Big Ten after the break. You have those two games right in the middle of December, and then you go back to non-conference, and then you jump right back in after the New Year's. If this game had been a month ago or so, I think you're in, you know, hey, confidence is definitely something you, you can build on there, and not that it's not now, but it's a little bit lesson considering there's five games left but uh, Ryan uh, saying if they can miraculously go four and one over the last five uh, he thinks they can crawl into the bubble considering the teams they'd have to beat you'd have wins over Michigan State Illinois Northwestern and probably Penn State you probably split the Illinois ones I think you feel pretty good maybe you pick them off at Carver on on March 10th but you can win at Michigan State. You can win at Northwestern. I think Northwestern is Northwestern's a tournament team, but Ty Berry got hurt, so we'll we'll see how they are able to close down the stretch here. But if you can go five, four and one, maybe you sneak into the conversation. If, You'd also have to have a good conference tournament sort of run yeah, or a couple win solid a couple wins games. there. Yeah. yeah, so there's still plenty of work to be done. I don't even want to put the NCAA tournament in the conversation because it's – it feels so far off regarding uh, that uh, that uh, that discussion here uh, as we sit here in in late February. Three one nine three six six sixteen hundred. More on uh, Big Ten hoops. Like I said, coming up in the five o'clock hour. Do have uh, a little breaking news to get to here on sixteen hundred ESPN. And it comes our way via Adam Schefter from ESPN. Uh, Isaac, hat tip to you uh, to this one. Uh, you're constantly scrolling uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, as uh, as I am. And Adam Schefter reporting that the Los Angeles Rams are hiring Nate Shieldhouse, the offensive coordinator for the Iowa State Cyclones, as their pass game specialist. Shieldhouse, uh, of course, played quarterback at Illinois. He generated interest from NFL teams in recent years and is now making the move to the NFL to work under Sean McVay. So not the first uh, college to the pros move we've seen this offseason. I'm sure there's been there have been others, but um, uh, Jeff Halfley, the Boston College head coach, going to uh, going to the Green Bay Packers as their defensive coordinator. This is a little bit different role, obviously, in the offensive side, but going from Iowa State where he had you know, his first year as the as the offensive coordinator and had a heck of a year, helped to, in the development of uh, Rocco Becht, uh, helped him through that just tough situation that he was put in with Hunter Deckers being forced to, to sit out with the gambling investigation. Uh, but not just Hunter Deckers, you look at the tight ends, you look at the receivers, you look at Abu Sama as well, the offense for Iowa State. Uh, Nate Shieldhouse, uh, I hit, We'll see how how Matt Campbell handles this. It has not, at least to my knowledge, been confirmed by Iowa State, but uh, Adam Schefter reporting uh, that Nate Shieldhouse is headed to the NFL. So kind of a surprising move, but we've heard this and and we haven't heard from uh, Nate Shieldhouse directly, but I think we're going to see more of these moves, right? Especially when you're going to work with a guy like Sean McVay, who really, 
He's an offensive-minded guy. and You can get your name attached to him. Yeah. You are lining up for a head coaching job yep. fairly soon. Yeah. So uh, a big blow, certainly, for Iowa State uh, once uh, once we learn this to be confirmed by, by them. But uh, a big move. But sometimes when, you know, the NFL, the, the bigger opportunity calls, uh, you got you to gotta take that opportunity, don't you? Yeah, this is certainly positioning for a head coaching job at some point, whether that's in the NFL or college. I don't know, but whenever you can be an offensive mind who works under Sean McVay, you're going to be on some short lists pretty soon after that. We've seen that a ton of times where um, just if you're connected to him, you worked as an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator, you're just, I don't know, you just get your name tossed mm-hmm. in every single time. Um, it's kind of cooled off recently, but I remember it was like first or second year of Sean McVay, like every single one of his offensive staff were just getting interviewed for every single head coaching right. position. Um, so it's just hard to pass an opportunity up like that. And and it, I think it, it gives a ton of credence to what they did at Iowa State. Like I mentioned, I mean, you know, he he was working well with the quarterbacks, right, before that, and then he got promoted to offensive coordinator. And, you know, like, okay, how's this going to go? And to have one season of building that offense up and helping them, you know, to a season, you know, and people thought Iowa state could, I had them like right around the six and six level. And yeah, they finished seven and five ended up losing their bowl game. So it wasn't a great season. They weren't 12 and zero or anything like that, but still it was a much better season than what they had seen. And the offense had a lot to do with that and kind of gives uh got gives uh you know, uh, credence like i said to what they were doing and what they've done over in ames and helping turn things around over there yeah if you take everything in context considering the experience or lack thereof they had on that team especially on offense i think you can be pretty pleased with how iowa state's offense mm-hmm. looked um, especially later in the year where um obviously there was the farmageddon game where abu sama just went yeah in the out snow of, out of which his is, mind. Yeah, exactly yeah. yeah so i think if you take every if you look at the totality of everything that iowa state had to deal with um, on offense there it's not surprising that the offensive coordinator was attached to some jobs like that 319-366-1600 again Adam Schefter reporting Nate Shieldhouse, the offensive coordinator for Iowa State heading to the Los Angeles Rams we'll bring you more on that as we learn it here this afternoon 427 uh, speaking of Iowa State got John Walters joining me here in just a bit live from Houston ahead of that big showdown between the Cyclones and Houston Cougars tonight top 10 battle number six versus number two down in Houston. John will join me with a preview coming up in just a bit. Before we do any of that, let's uh, check in with Isaac. He's got a local update for you here on 1600 ESPN. With your local sports update on 1600 ESPN, I'm Isaac Elzinga. The Iowa baseball team went two and one over the weekend with wins against Seton Hall and Ball State and a loss against Lehigh. Iowa is now ranked number 18 up from number 20 last week. Iowa has its home opener tomorrow against Loris at 3.30. The Iowa men's basketball team had an 88-86 overtime win against number 20 Wisconsin on Saturday, a layup by senior Tony Perkins with under two seconds remaining in the overtime period proved to be the game winner. Freshman Owen Freeman led the Hawkeyes in scoring with 20 points. Freeman also grabbed 12 12 rebounds in the game for his fifth double-double. The Iowa men's wrestling team beat Wisconsin 34-7 on Sunday in the Hawkeyes' final home duel of the year. Iowa won 8 of the 10 bouts and tallied 30 total takedowns. 
The Iowa State women's basketball team lost to number five Texas 81-60 on Saturday in Austin. Audie Crooks continued her fantastic rookie campaign by putting up 24 points for the Cyclones. The Iowa State men's basketball team won its game against Texas Tech 82-74 on Saturday inside Hilton Coliseum. Keyshawn Gilbert led the Cyclones in scoring with 24 points. The Iowa State men have a marquee matchup against Houston tonight. You can listen to that game right here on 1600 ESPN. Pre-game starts at 7 and tip-off is set for 8. That's your local sports update. I'm Isaac Elzinga for 1600 ESPN. Thanks, Isaac. 2202 in the text line asking uh, any rumors on Brian Ferentz being hired in, uh, anywhere, whether it's the NFL or college. I'm, I'm guessing that comment was meant with a little tongue and cheekness. But to answer the question for those genuinely curious, no, uh, there has been nothing regarding Brian Ferentz uh, anytime in the in the last few weeks so. nothing yeah nothing that i've actually mm-hmm. seen like substantiated i had seen it would make sense maybe boston college stuff considering yeah, bill yeah. o'brien and stuff like yep. that but i nothing i don't think there's been any confirmed right interviews or anything like that but that would you can see how the dots align there uh, chris williams from cyclone fanatic by the way confirming the nate Shieldhouse news so if someone within the iowa state uh, media camp has confirmed that news I uh, figured one of those folks would be on it. Uh, speaking of the Ferences, uh, an addendum to your uh, your local update, James Ferentz uh, announcing his retirement from the NFL today. Uh, what uh, With the Broncos and Patriots during his career, start, appeared in 61 games, made 10 starts for the Broncos and Patriots uh, over his uh, eight-year career. So James Ferentz. Announcing on social media today, he is uh, he is ending his NFL career. 319-366-1600. We'll talk about some Iowa State uh, basketball with uh, John Walther's voice of the Cyclones coming up in just a bit here on 1600 ESPN. Stay tuned. Eastern Iowa weather from 1600 ESPN. I'm Casey Ferris with a check for your forecast. We'll continue to see clear skies as we go throughout tonight. Temperatures will fall back into the middle and upper 20s. Plenty of sunshine is expected on Tuesday with those unseasonably warm temperatures continuing. Afternoon highs will be into the low to mid 50s. A few more clouds Tuesday night. We'll see those temperatures fall back into the low to mid 30s and lots of sunshine expected on Wednesday with a bit of a mix of sun and clouds at times. Temperatures will be into the middle and upper 50s. And that was a check of your Iowa's News Now weather first forecast. Network Computer Solutions, this is Patty. When you call NCS, Patty answers the phone, looks into your concern, and lets you know how soon one of their local techs will help. It's the human side of IT and the way Network Computer Solutions has been doing business for 15 years. This high-touch approach makes an uncustomary difference for their customers. See how they can make your business run smoother at ncsei.com. Network Computer Solutions, their people are the missing piece to your IT puzzle. ESPN Bet is now live in Iowa as the official sportsbook of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Emil's Hideaway is the place to get together. Stop in for a drink and some chow with your buddies. Emil's opens every day at 4. If you're hanging out at home instead, order pickup and delivery at emilshideaway.com. Emil's Hideaway, a great place to meet up with friends.
Get to the live events you love with the assist from Vivid Seats. Whether it's the upcoming baseball season, basketball, or hockey, experience it live with a 100% buyer guarantee. And with great deals on great seats, being there is all that matters. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can earn with every ticket purchase, including surprise seat upgrades, birthday discounts, free tickets, and more. Just visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. If you love to travel, Capital One has a rewards credit card that's perfect for you. With Venture X, earn unlimited double miles on everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges where you just check in and chill out. Open up a world of possibilities with Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Call or text Eastern Iowa's Home for Sports at 319-366-1600. You're listening to Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN. Uh, we take tremendous sense of pride in being the more physical, the more aggressive. Um, you know, we're, we're confident in our ability to play the ball screen coverage as well. So we have tremendous respect for their players, their coaches, their program. It's obviously a hard-fought win here, uh, and we're going to do everything that we can um, that we learn from that game to put ourselves in the best position we can to be successful. Iowa State men's basketball coach TJ Otzelberger previewing tonight's matchup against the number two ranked Houston Cougars down in Houston. We'll talk about that and more with my next guest, John Walters, voice of the Iowa State Cyclones, joins me every Monday around this time. Uh, his appearance brought to you by Craig Adamson, financial advisor at Truewell Stewardship in Marion, online at Truewell Stewardship. Com. John, joining me live from Houston ahead of tonight's matchup against 7 o'clock pregame, 8 o'clock tip-off on the Cyclone Network. It's also on ESPN TV. Doesn't get much uh, bigger than this as we head into uh, the home stretch here for Iowa State. John, appreciate the time. I uh, bet it's a pretty exciting evening already down there in Houston. Yeah, it's going to be a, a great environment. It, it's going to be phenomenal. You know, Number two versus number six in the country on the AP poll and um, – you know, first place in the Big 12 Conference on the line. Two programs that take a lot of pride in the way they defend. And we saw that in the first game, which, you know, Iowa State was able to pull out in Ames, but a, a really hard-fought battle that they won 57-53. Um, but I would expect another – I think it'll be a little bit higher scoring than that one. I think it'll get closer to, you know, like the high 50s, low 60s uh, for the winning team tonight. But I, you, I don't think you're going to see anybody score in the 70s. And it, it's going to be a, just a phenomenal college basketball environment. You know, for, for Houston, this is one of the biggest games they've hosted, too, because they're in a new conference where they get more opportunities against highly rated teams. And, you know, this is a great opportunity that, for them to showcase their program against an Iowa State program coming in ranked number six in the country. Let's rewind to uh, Saturday, John. Uh, another strong win over a pretty good Texas Tech squad. Uh, had the big lead in that one. Texas Tech mounted a comeback, but in the end, Iowa State just too much, winning 82-74. to 74. Uh, Keyshawn Gilbert had you know the big highlight game with 24 points, uh, eight boards, five assists. But another one of those games uh, where you saw all nine players who got in the game uh, get at least one basket and just another really good team win. How did that one play out from your perspective courtside on Saturday, John? I can't recall ever seeing a game where a team won points off turnovers 28 to nothing. And the uh, Iowa State advantage there obviously was huge in that in that ball game. 
Uh, they dominated points in the paint. Now, we knew going into the game that, that Warren Washington, the post player for Texas Tech, was going to be unavailable. They're seven-footer. And it certainly changed the way Texas Tech had to play that game. They had to go small and really try to make a bunch of threes in order to have a chance to win that game. And Iowa State defended the three very well, and they couldn't shoot it very effectively. But, you know, that's been the formula for Iowa State to get out in front of these games and to absorb counter punches down the stretch. And, you know, they got out to a 21-point second-half lead and then hung on, and uh, Texas Tech uh, made a great comeback, but not enough to really get seriously threatening here at the end. And so uh, another really good win for Iowa State, and um, they protected their home floor, which they've done all season, 15-0 and at home. And that's hard to do, especially as good as the teams are that have been coming into Hilton Coliseum this season. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a really good win for TJ and the group, and I'm glad you mentioned Keyshawn Gilbert. I think he's got to be one of the most underrated players in the country. I mean, he's playing as well as anybody right now on that Iowa State roster. He's certainly the equal of Tame and Lipsy, and the last last six, seven games, he's just been tremendous, and so is Curtis Jones. So uh, Keyshawn's really elevated his game, and, and so is Kurt, and that's allowed Iowa State to really have some of the best collective guard play in the country with Lipsy and Jones and, and Gilbert and then Jackson Pavletsky. And so uh, I think, it, you know, if you want to have great success in, in the postseason, you certainly want to have great guards, and Iowa State appears to have that. Yeah, Keyshawn uh, Gilbert on Saturday, 8 of 16 from the floor, 4 of 7 from 3, and then 4 of 6 from the foul line. I mentioned the 8 rebounds, dishing out 5 assists, part of 13 uh, on the uh, on the afternoon uh, for Iowa State to just 6 turnovers. So you, you talked about turnovers working in Iowa State's favor where Texas Tech uh, had 16 and you scored 28 points off that, but uh, 13 assists to, to six turnovers. That's uh, it's a pretty good ratio to have, uh, especially in a, in a tough conference game like that. Yeah. I mean, that's been Iowa state's bread and butter this season and Keyshawn, you know, didn't turn it over once, which was awesome because he played a lot of minutes too. He played 35 minutes that game and he's handling a lot of the, it, it, I, I was talking to Fran Priscilla today and I asked him, Hey, when you coached, did you love having two point guards on the floor? He goes, absolutely. Absolutely loved it. Uh, because he said, it's like, if you're going to take a, a flight across the ocean to France uh, and you see only one pilot getting on that plane, you'd be a little nervous. He goes, but when you have co-pilots, you feel pretty confident. And he said, that's what, you know, having two point guards gives you. And so the combination of Keyshawn and Taman Lipsy on the floor together, uh, I think some of Iowa State's best teams have been teams that have really had multiple guys that can play point guard. And I think back to, you know, when Jamal Tinsley was playing, but you also had Cantrell Horton and Michael Nurse. And, you know, and when uh, Curtis Stinson and Will Blaylock were both natural point guards and they played together. And I, I love it when you can put two point guards on the floor. And, and I think that's been a big reason why Iowa State's taken such good care of the ball. We talk a lot about the turnovers they force, and they are third in the nation, forcing 18 turnovers a game. They're also second in the nation in turnover margin. And the other part of that equation is you can't turn it over a ten yourself. And Iowa State's only turning it over ten times a game. So Houston's really good in that area, too. In fact, this game tonight is number one and number two in the country in turnover margin. Houston's number one. Iowa State's number two. So it'll be fascinating to see which team can turn over the other team tonight. Yeah, let's uh, let's fast forward to uh, tonight's matchup. You mentioned it a little bit ago, but number two in the country when it comes to the AP poll versus number six, Houston versus Iowa State tonight. Uh, I thought it was interesting kind of comparing and contrasting the stats uh, earlier today. Both teams unbeaten at home, both teams four and three on the road. Obviously, Iowa State, uh, one of their 15 wins at home was that victory uh, 
over over uh, Houston where they jumped out to a 14 nothing lead and then uh, got that big bucket late from uh, Milan Momchilovic to uh, to help win the basketball game. John, what in your mind uh, does the Cy- or do the Cyclones need to to do tonight to to complete the season sweep of of the Cougars? I think they have to do a lot of those same things that they did well in that first meeting. They have to do them well again today. I think that uh, Houston, the way they defend, they really come out and pressure out high, which Iowa State does too, but it kind of opens you up if you can move the ball quickly to your bigs making uh, entry passes to each other and hoping get, hopefully get being able to attack in the paint a little bit. And I, we saw late in the game against Houston and Ames a great pass from Trey King to Rob Jones for a layup that, that put Iowa State back in front after Houston had climbed back into the lead, but, you know, uh, Hassan Ward played very well in Ames. I think the Iowa State bigs have to be productive. I think they have to pass the ball well. And then Keyshawn Gilbert was outstanding defensively against LJ Cryer, one of the best shooters in the country, but he held him to five points. If Keyshawn can be great on the defensive end again against Cryer, uh, that that can certainly help. But but Houston, these teams are different, you know, because the game was 40-some days ago, okay? And so teams are a little different at the beginning of the conference season than they are late in the conference season. And I think Houston lately has been relying more on Jamal Shedd offensively. In my eyes, he's the front runner for Big 12 Player of the Year. He's just kind of put this team on his shoulders. He's really been good lately. And so that's going to be a really good matchup with him and Taman Lipsy. And can Taman kind of slow down Jamal Shedd and get him out of what he's comfortable doing? That'll be fascinating. And then, uh, you know, I think for, for Iowa State, um, you, you know, you have to play through physical contact. You're going to get a bunch of that. Yeah, you have to try to get to the free throw line. You have to make your free throws if you can get there. And uh, it, it'll be really an interesting game. I, I think Iowa State's a different team now, too. I mean, Curtis Jones has been playing by far better basketball now than he did uh, in that January uh, meeting between the two teams. So he could be a big X factor in this one as well. So I, I just think it's uh, – both teams are a little bit more polished offensively now than the first team they met the time they met. So as good as they are defensively, you know, I don't see another uh, 57, 53 game, but I could certainly see a 61, 58 game or something like that, but it, it's going to be a battle and uh, it's going to be fierce. And, and these teams are going to get after each other. John Walters, voice of the Cyclones, joining me here for a few more minutes on 1600 ESPN. Uh, John, you probably saw the uh, the NCAA sel- uh, selection committee uh, over the weekend put out their top early seeds, one through four, and Iowa State, as of right now, a number three seed. Obviously, uh, you know, a little too early to to think NCAA tournament with uh, with uh, plenty of games still to come here in the Big Twelve. But we are getting to be that time uh, where the uh, where the tournament comes into focus. And uh, if you're TJ Otzelberger and the team, you like where you're at right now, but uh, you understand uh, still plenty of work to be done, right? No, no question. And uh, I, you know, I, I know they put that out in football early and. People react to it, and I guess they do in basketball, too. I don't know why they put it out in basketball, but they do. Um, but, you know, I, I assumed Iowa State would be somewhere in that 16. I didn't know. I was a little surprised they were behind Kansas and Baylor because it feels like they're playing better than Kansas in particular right now. But uh, they do look at the whole body of work, and Kansas played a really tough non-conference schedule. They beat UConn. Um, you know, they, they did play a much tougher non-conference schedule, and so did Baylor played a much tougher non-conference schedule than Iowa State. So um, I guess I understand it, but I really like the way Iowa State's playing right now. And I think they can play themselves into a two-seed. Obviously, they went out and won that day that that came out, and now they've got a big opportunity tonight. But, 
you know, if they can play their way into a two or one seat, fantastic. But um, the, the most important thing is wherever you're seated, you want to be having a lot of confidence in the way you're playing going into the NCAA tournament. And unless the wheels really fall off the wagon here over the next three weeks, I think Iowa State is going to go into the tournament with a lot of confidence. So a lot can happen between now and then, but I, I sure like the, the direction that this program is headed. John, uh, the All-Star game last night in the NBA, pretty cool to see Tyrese Halliburton uh, get a lot of love and a lot of, uh, lot of media attention. Of course, it was in Indiana. He's the hometown, uh, hometown player there, but uh, pretty awesome to see him get the recognition that he, uh, he deserves. Oh, no question. That was, you know, it, the game is a showcase. You know, it, it's a, an exhibition, clearly, but you can tell by the way teams aren't guarding each other. Uh, but man, uh, Tyrese lit it up and, you know, he's still got to make the shots. And what was he eight to 10, I think from, from three or nine of 11 from three point range, something like that. And so, you know, to score 32 points on your home floor in front of your home fans, I'm sure it was a huge thrill for him. And, uh, what a neat deal. He's having a tremendous season and he's doing things that haven't been done in the NBA in a long, long time, if ever. I mean, I don't think there's a very long list of guys to average, you know, maybe 24 points. 12 assists uh, a game and uh, Tyrese is going to be right up there with some of the great names in the history of the game. If he can keep this going. All right, John, enjoy the game tonight. Have a great call. We'll talk to you next Monday. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. John Walters, voice of the Iowa State Cyclones, joining me here on 1600 ESPN. Again, you can hear John live with Eric Heff to broadcast tonight on 1600 ESPN on the Cyclone Sports Network, 7 o'clock pregame, 8 p.m. tip-off uh, game on ESPN TV as well. If you're not near TV, we invite you to tune in tonight right here on 1600 ESPN, 102.3, 106.3 FM as well here in the corridor. 446, uh, again, John's appearance uh, brought to you by Craig Adamson, financial advisor at Truewell Stewardship in Marion, online at truewellstewardship.com. We'll uh, talk with John again next Monday around this time here on 1600 ESPN. But uh, enjoy the broadcast tonight with that. We appreciate uh, John uh, taking some time to join me live from Houston here on a Monday. Back in just a little bit uh, with more here on 1600 ESPN. We'll set up drive time next on Eastern Iowa's Home for Sports. Fellow Cyclone fans, this is Craig Adamson of True Well Stewardship in Marion. We will fight, fight, fight for Iowa State. I'm getting my three kids, Rachel, Griffin, and Chloe, ready for college at Iowa State. If you're wondering about paying for yours to go, that's my expertise. Find me at truewellstewardship.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor member FINRA, SIPC. Financial planning offered through True Well Stewardship, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL Financial. You choose family, choose friends, choose your community, choose Choose local, local. choose local for everything. Clothes, food, a deserving charity, a new ride, or a place to keep your nest egg. When you buy from, invest in, or donate to businesses here in the corridor, you help keep our community strong and vibrant. Choose Choose local. local. This message proudly presented by Randy's Flooring in Coralville and Cedar Rapids, Surgery Center Cedar Rapids. Orchestra Iowa and 1600 ESPN. Tune in to 1600 ESPN every weekday at 5 o'clock with Spencer on Sports for Drive Time, driven by Linder Tire. Hey, Iowa, it's George Kittle, tied in for the San Francisco 49ers and proud former Hawkeye. Life can throw unexpected hits, much like catching a pass over the middle. If you're facing struggles with drug or alcohol use or even mental health challenges, take a timeout and call Your Life Iowa. Just like my teammates are there for me, the Your Life Iowa team is there for you. Get 24-7 free resources or find treatment options at yourlifeiowa.org. 
A message from Iowa HHS. Progressive knows we're all trying to save right now. So, no pick sixes, no blitzes, no sacks. Nope, none of that. But there's this cool move called a balestra. Oh, I think that was it. Or maybe it was that? I don't know, I'm still learning. So, fencing tickets are cheaper than football, huh? Yeah, but hey, now we know what a counter parry is. Do we? Progressive offers you savings without sacrifice. So save big when you bundle home an auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states. If you're like most people, you've had your fair share of financial questions. Questions like, can I afford my son's travel hockey team? What if my daughter doesn't get that soccer scholarship? Will I be able to enjoy golf in retirement? At Empower, we know these questions can be stressful. We're here to help answer your what ifs and empower what's next. Join 18 million Americans and take control of your financial future. Start today at empower.com. A bratwurst today keeps the doctor away. Or maybe it's the cheese curds. Sir, it's time for you to stop this unhealthy behavior. Now back to Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN. Back at 449 with you from the Eakin Nutrition Studios here on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. Thanks for hanging out here with you till 6 on 1600 ESPN. Again, Iowa State men's basketball tonight after 7 here on 1600 ESPN. 319-366-1600. Again, repeating the uh, news we had for you at uh, the about 420-ish or so. Uh, for Iowa State fans, not great news to see your offensive coordinator leave, but uh, Adam Schefter first to report the Los Angeles Rams hiring Nate Shieldhouse away from Iowa State. He's going to be the pass game specialist for the Rams. Uh, Shieldhouse generating interest from NFL teams in recent years and now uh, headed to the NFL to work under Sean McVay. The Rams are, are also hiring Dave Ragone, I believe he is a former Louisville quarterback, if I'm remembering some random college quarterbacks correctly. Uh, he will be the quarterback's coach for the Rams. So, Shieldhouse, the pass game specialist, and Dave Ragone, the quarterback's coach for uh, the Rams moving forward. A lot of staff changes, obviously. It's that time of year where you have staff changes uh, getting set for the uh, the new season, which is several months away, but Got to have the staff in place as the combine and the NFL draft and all that stuff uh, gets it does closer. Feel, it does feel just a little bit late, though. I don't know. Yeah, it, it feels yeah. like a little late in this season here, um, like in the hiring season. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I guess maybe this is when some of these secondary positions get filled. I don't mm-hmm. know, but it, it felt a little late to me when I first saw it. And several people, as you can imagine, well, mentioning in a joking manner. A certain coach, former offensive coordinator at Iowa for the job at Iowa State. I know the Iowa State fans would want that. Yeah, I don't think no. Brian Ferentz would even want <laughs> no, that. No, I know, I know. Yeah, no, that would be, be a heel turn, right? That would be... Go and... Cer- it would be certainly the... Coach with... Maybe Iowa fans would be happy. I'll say, I'll say that. Yeah, like it's kind of like an inside yeah. kind of the calls coming from inside the house kind of thing maybe, yeah. but yeah. Just yeah, that's that's how we are in today's society. Three one nine three six six sixteen hundred. I mentioned when we were talking with John Walters a few moments ago, the NCAA selection committee putting out the early, the official early top seeds, and some of these, well, they've aged like milk. Um, especially when you look at Purdue uh, and Wisconsin, both these uh, uh, released uh, early in the day on Saturday, uh, and Purdue, of course, lost to Ohio State yesterday. 
uh, got uh, got upset by the Buckeyes, the unranked Buckeyes in Columbus. Wisconsin, of course, losing to Iowa in overtime over the weekend. Uh, but your official early top seeds before all the, well, no, I shouldn't say all the chaos, but some of the chaos from the weekend, Purdue was your number one overall seed. So you imagine they probably dropped back at least one spot. Uh, UConn looked amazing this weekend in beating Marquette, who is is one of the number two seeds on the committee's uh, radar here early on. But uh, your number one seeds as of early Saturday, Purdue, UConn, Houston, and Arizona. Number two seeds of Tennessee, North Carolina, Marquette, and Kansas. Three seeds, Baylor, Iowa State, Alabama, and Duke. And your four seeds, San Diego State, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Auburn. Those are the early early seedings, uh, early top seedings, according to the NCAA uh, selection committee. We, they had the women's uh, reveal last week Thursday, uh, had Iowa as the top two seed. Uh, so still work to be done, as we talked about with John. Like, it's just kind of a, essentially a measuring stick, right, to show you kind of where you're at uh, at this point in the uh, in the season uh, with uh, a handful of weeks to go, about three weeks left in the season. But we've already seen some change. I, I would imagine Purdue will still be a, still be a one seed, uh, barring some sort of massive collapse here. Uh, still opportunities for some of those teams to move up, obviously, with Iowa State playing Houston tonight, uh, projected three seed playing a projected number one seed. Uh, Arizona's look good. You know, you've got some teams that are playing well, teams that aren't necessarily playing well, and we could see some movement and, and will see some movement certainly here over the next few weeks. But um, that is uh, the early snapshot with uh, uh, the curse of the curse of the overall number one uh, jumping up and making itself known uh, with Purdue losing to Ohio State, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit with Jr. from the Big Ten Huddle. Uh, he joins me every Monday and has joined me every Monday uh, throughout the month of February to talk Big Ten basketball here. Uh, focus on that upset of Ohio State over uh, Purdue from yesterday, and we'll uh, talk uh, some other Big Ten headlines as well with Jr. in just a little bit. 319-366-1600. Don't forget, uh, stay tuned. Coming up here in the next uh, 20, uh, 35 minutes, I should say, 35 minutes or so, I have an opportunity for you to enter our winning sports word of the day in our $5,000 man cave uh, contest. One local listener is going to take home 500 bucks by entering though. You are entered for the $5,000 national prize that you could put towards your ideal sports viewing experience. We'll give you those, uh, the word of the day, the winning sports word of the day, four times daily. When you hear it, enter it at KGYMradio.com. And I'll give you today's sports word coming up around 530 here on 1600 ESPN. We'll have that for you again coming up within the next half hour here on the airwaves in Eastern Iowa. Also want to get into a little NBA uh, discussion, the all-star game yesterday. It was, it was, it was certainly basketball. We'll leave it at that. We'll talk about that and get some thoughts from the players. Everybody seems, everybody who's not a player seems to have an opinion on how do you fix the all-star game? How do you fix the unfixable stuff like that? I want to hear from the players who are actually playing the game. Cause it seems like uh, Isaac, I don't know if you agree, but it seems like the players understand like there are issues with, with the all-star game format. I like that it was East versus West, but I think the players still understand that 
there are issues with competitiveness, but they also don't really seem to have the answers either, right? When when everyone puts all the focus on rings in the postseason, mm-hmm. it's hard to blame the players for not caring about an all-star game or even the regular season, which has been the criticism mm-hmm. of the NBA. Yeah. So not to say that it's the fans' fault, but it partly is the fans' fault, right. where like they put... Every conversation about who's better than who always comes down to rings and postseason performance and not, you know, all this all-star game appearances or regular season performances. So it's not all on the fans, but it is partly fans' fault that it's gotten to this point, at least in my opinion. Yeah, we'll we'll hear from uh, two high-profile players coming up after 5.30, their thoughts on trying to make things more competitive. I'm not sure you can wave a magic wand and, and make things competitive without truly changing the the entire experience and uh, i'm not sure if that's the route you want to go but it feels like you might have to go down that route if you really truly are concerned about well making it something people want to watch i watched i didn't necessarily hate what i saw but then again it wasn't the best thing i ever watched either it was entertaining it's entertainment it's an exhibition We'll get more into it coming up here in just a bit here on 1600 ESPN. Drive time driven by Linder Tire is next on 1600 ESPN. I'm Jim Rodriguez helping you to beat the books with BetQL. With the NBA on its all-star break, the BetQL model is going to go to college hoops for tonight's play. At the top of the Southwestern Athletic Conference and looking to extend their win streak to eight games, BetQL's model is backing the Southern University Jaguars as a dog and has Southern plus one against Texas Southern as a three-star best bet. I'm Jim Rodriguez. Bet smarter and beat the books with BetQL. Download the BetMGM app today. If you're like most people, you've had your fair share of financial questions. Questions like, can I afford my son's travel hockey team? What if my daughter doesn't get that soccer scholarship? Will I be able to enjoy golf in retirement? At Empower, we know these questions can be stressful. We're here to help answer your what ifs and empower what's next. Join 18 million Americans and take control of your financial future. Start today at Empower.com. Sponsored by Empower Personal Wealth. Do relationships have to be easy to be right? Of course not. The best relationships with friends, family, or partners happen when both people put in the time and commitment to make them great. Therapy can help. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy. Start the process in minutes and switch therapists anytime. Give your relationship some love with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Freddy. Networks make it possible to share data from lots of places, like a bird sanctuary. Good eye. There is a typo. Thanks. But to make them powerful enough to deliver new opportunities at the edge, you need CDW and Aruba. CDW experts can help design and implement an Aruba Edge Services platform, which unifies, secures, and automates network environments everywhere, so you can translate data into innovation. Sorry, do you mind? This is confidential. Aruba makes visibility at the edge possible. CDW makes it powerful. Learn more at cdw.com aruba. Sixteen hundred ESPN is KGYM Cedar Rapids, broadcasting from the Eakin Nutrition Studios. Eakin Nutrition, located next to Extreme Arena in Coralville. This is Sports Center. 
I'm Christine Lisi. The Nets fired coach Jacques Vaughn after a disappointing first half of the season, capped off by a 50-point loss to the Celtics in the final game before the NBA All-Star break. Brooklyn's 21-33, 11th in the East, has lost 23 of its last 31 games. Former NBA player Quentin Richardson. Man, being a head coach in this league is tough these days, yep. man. It's, you know, not a lot of good uh, job security out there. So, I mean, I, I know Jacques, he's a good guy, so I hope he lands on his feet. Uh, from the situation, but I mean, obviously they got they got some things to retool over there in, in Brooklyn. Quentin Richardson on Carlin versus Joe, assistant Kevin Ollie promoted to Nets interim coach. UConn women's coach Gino Oriema broke a tie with Mike Krzyzewski for second most wins by a Division One basketball head coach in the Huskies' 73-53 route of Creighton. Oriema now with 1,203 wins. Austin Matthews scored his NHL leading 49th goal of the season in the Maple Leafs' 4-2 win over the Blues. The Wild had four players with at least four points in a 10 7 victory over the Canucks on ESPN Red Wings and Kraken tied at three nine minutes left in the third period ESPN radio is presented by Progressive Insurance at Progressive they're making things even easier they'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both learn more at progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE this Sports Center update is brought to you by Network Computer Solutions. Their people are the missing piece to your IT puzzle. See how they can help your business at ncsei.com. One innocent click could lock down your entire network for ransom. Hackers are getting more and more devious, so teach your employees to check before they click. When you open an email, hover over the address to see where it's really coming from. If it doesn't match, is misspelled, or looks off in any way, delete it. Remember, any email could be a trick, so check before you click. This message presented by Network Computer Solutions. Download their complete Protect Your Network guide at ncsei.com. Radio Iowa, I'm Dar Danielson. The leader of a Senate subcommittee says while they passed the governor's bill on tax cuts, the House Ways and Means Committee plans to consider each separate bills in the coming weeks. Senate Democratic Leader Pam Yolkum says she's not in favor of getting rid of the income tax as it only benefits the wealthiest Iowans. We will be shifting to funding state government with more regressive taxation. Yolkum also opposes a plan to lower taxes businesses pay in the state fund that covers unemployment checks. Davenport leading the way to better regulate adult entertainment establishments. Davenport Police Chief Jeffrey Bladel says a new bill would fix a bill legislators passed in 2022 that contained a loophole. That where they kind of didn't fall anywhere. And, you know, this does leave us at the end of the day the assurance that we can at least take some kind of action uh, when action is needed. Plato says managing complaints locally instead of at the state level would be a faster and more effective way to deal with the situation. Radio Iowa, I'm Dar Danielson. I'm William Shatner. I've been around a long time, but I'm truly humbled. When I see the real battles our brave, paralyzed veterans have faced defending our freedom and when they come home. I had just come home from serving over in Germany. Next thing I know, it was three weeks later. I was paralyzed. While parachuting with my platoon, my parachute didn't open. I broke my neck. It left me paralyzed for the rest of my life. I was on a routine patrol, and uh, we were in the desert of Kuwait, and the vehicle flipped and landed on top of me, which uh, left me paralyzed from the waist down. Okay, folks, this, this, this is heroism. That's why I'm proud to support Paralyzed Veterans of America, because they've kept their promise to never leave a fallen soldier behind. A roof over the heads, accessible homes, and cars, jobs, benefits. PVA has brought me back to life. Show them their sacrifice hasn't been in vain. 
Go to pva.org to learn how you can make a difference. Listen to this crowd, and that will do it. Iowa State dominates. Gratitude, enthusiasm, toughness, unity, integrity. Well, monster dunk with the right hand. All of the traits that make up the Iowa State Cyclones. Listen to every game this season. It's a big Monday top 10 showdown as the Cyclones travel to Houston here tonight at 7 on 1600 ESPN. Hands at 10 and 2, eyes on the road and ears on the radio. You're listening to Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN. 504 coming up on 505. Hour number two of the program live on your radios here on 1600 ESPN Eastern Iowa's home for sports from the Eakin Nutrition Studios on a Monday. It's drive time driven by Linder Tire and LinderTire.com. Three locations for your convenience, Iowa City, North Liberty, and Grinnell. Find out more about them at the website I mentioned, LinderTire.com. We've got links for you on our website as well, kgymradio.com. You'll need our web address handy because we've got another opportunity for you to enter in our $5,000 Man Cave giveaway, giving you a shot at the national prize of $5,000. One lucky, li- lo- lucky local listener. That is a tongue twister. I dare you. Yes, you. I'm pointing at you. Even you, Isaac. Say that three times fast. Lucky local listener. Going to give someone out there a chance of 500 bucks. If you want a shot of the big prize, you got to enter by listening for our winning sports words four times daily. Give you today's word one more time coming up here in about 25 minutes. JR from the Big Ten Huddle going to join me here in just a bit. We'll talk some Big Ten hoops on a big Monday. Uh, get his thoughts on uh, Iowa, Wisconsin, also uh, the upset of Purdue by Ohio State. And more coming up in just a bit. We'll take a look around the rest of the college football slate from the weekend, too. And uh, talk a little NBA All-Star game, maybe a little baseball. If we could squeeze it in, uh, we will for sure have the sports menu. It's it's a it's a light menu today. We're cutting down, down to one page, I think, on the menu because the NBA is off until Thursday. But we'll keep you up to date on everything you can view today. Uh, or tonight, or listen to, uh, coming up around 5.50. is the talk and text line. Before we do any of that, let's get to this. The sports world was just as busy as you were today. Here's what you missed while you were at work. Have you heard the news? On 1600 ESPN. It's a Monday. That means it's AP poll day on the men's side. We've told you uh, several times throughout the show today, but Iowa State now up four spots to number six in the AP men's basketball poll here for uh, this week. Number one team, unanimous, the first one of the year. We've had a unanimous uh, number one team, UConn. Uh, After dispatching Marquette over the weekend, UConn is number one. Houston up one spot to number two. Purdue drops a spot to number three. Arizona's in fourth. Tennessee in fifth. Uh, Iowa State, of course, in number six. Marquette down three spots to number seven. Duke, Kansas, and North Carolina round out the top 10 other highlights from the poll uh, Illinois is up two spots to number 12 they will host Iowa coming up on Saturday how about Washington State in the poll at number 21 their first time in the rankings in 302 weeks 302 weeks since Washington State out of the soon-to-be-defunct Pac-12 has been ranked in the AP poll uh, also Wisconsin and Michigan State are receiving votes Drake 
got one vote in the men's pool this week. Uh, on the women's side, the Iowa women's basketball team had the weekend off. They hold steady at number four in the AP women's pool. South Carolina still your number one. Ohio State at two. Stanford at three. The Hawkeyes at four with Texas, NC State, USC, Virginia Tech, Oregon State, and Kansas State uh, rounding out the uh, top 10 of the AP women's poll. Indiana, number 14. That's who Iowa's got next. They got blown out by Illinois today. 20-point loss in Champaign uh, for Terry Morin's squad, uh, losing 86-66 earlier today in some matinee women's basketball action. So Indiana coming off a uh, sizable loss. See if that uh, serves as motivation for them against the Hawkeyes coming up Thursday night. That's a look at the AP polls. Speaking of polls, D1Baseball.com has the Iowa baseball team up a couple spots to number 18. Hawkeyes going 2-1 in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, over the weekend, had wins over Seton Hall and Ball State. Lost a tough one yesterday to Lehigh, a crooked number uh, in the in the fifth inning yesterday. Helped uh, Lehigh get the win over the Hawkeyes yesterday. Iowa at home tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow, February 20th. They'll host Loris for their home opener tomorrow. Uh, we mentioned Nate Shieldhouse uh, leaving Iowa State to take a job with the Los Angeles Rams. Regardless of his departure, Iowa State football Uh, Having spring game, spring game date and time set Saturday, April 20th at 11 a.m. at Jack Trice Stadium. More information will be provided closer uh, to the date of that game. And, uh, well, stop me if you've heard this before. Caitlin Clark and Owen Freeman getting Players of the Week honors from the Big Ten. Caitlin Clark, the Big Ten Women's Basketball Player of the Week. Owen Freeman, the Big Ten Freshman of the Week for a second consecutive week and the ninth time this season for Owen Freeman. So uh, another award, another step towards probably being Freshman of the Year, you'd think, in the Big Ten. There you go. A quick quick look at some of the stories you may have missed at work here from 1600 ESPN. This is Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN. Alrighty, it's 510. Thanks for hanging out here on a Monday on 1600 ESPN. 319-366-1600 is the talk and text line. Had a chance to catch up with our friend JR from the Big Ten Huddle. You can find them on YouTube, also on social media. Look for the Big Ten Huddle. He's been joining me every Monday throughout the month of February. Helping us talk Big Ten basketball, and today no different. Here's my conversation from earlier today. Talking Big Ten Hoops on a big Monday on 1600 ESPN. Welcome back into 1600 ESPN, hour number two of the program on a Monday and every Monday throughout the month of February. We are calling it Big Monday, B1G Monday, talking a little Big Ten Hoops with our buddy JR from the Big Ten Huddle. Find them on YouTube at the Big Ten Huddle or on X, formerly Twitter, same username at the Big Ten Huddle. Plenty of great basketball content and football content, too, if you are a Big Ten fan. And JR, kind enough to give us some time again here on a Monday. Uh, JR, what's up? How you doing? <sighs> I'm doing great. Great weekend of basketball, and uh, excited to talk about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know you're a big Ohio State fan, so we'll talk uh, a little Ohio State-Purdue in just a bit. But, of course, here in eastern Iowa, folks uh, interested in what the Hawkeyes did recently. And uh, I'd say their best win of the season. Blew a lead again, which is not good to see if you're an Iowa fan. I found a way to get it done in overtime against a Wisconsin team that's uh, it's kind of reeling right now. What did you make of that victory for the Hawkeyes on Saturday afternoon? Yeah, I mean, the the, uh, Saturday game, there were a few things that I wanted to see from Iowa for them to win this game, and they really, they really need to get it to be able to get after Wisconsin without fouling, and they needed Peyton Sanford to to get back to his scoring ways and and go big. They weren't really able to do the thing without fouling because Creaky and uh, Owen Freeman and Sanford, they all had four fouls, so they weren't able to do that. However, at the end of the day. Uh, Owen Freeman is quickly becoming one of my favorite players to watch in the Big Ten. Uh, just the performance he was able to put on in this game and the scoring that all those guys were able to have, and, and including Tony Perkins there late in the game, he was fantastic, which is everything he was able to do. Uh, Iowa, there are a lot of really, really bright spots that I'm seeing this year that are really fun to be able to look back and or to be able to look forward with. Uh, and say that this Iowa team is going to be very, very good next year and the year after that and probably start contending for the Big Ten uh, once Zach Eady is out of the way uh, and be able to do that because there's just a, really, a lot of really nice pieces on this you know, on this team, and I have to give Fred McCaffrey a lot of credit because he's doing a good job developing them throughout the year, I feel like. And Wisconsin, on the flip side, they've lost five of six. I know we've kind of brought this up over the last couple times we talked, JR, but we were talking about them as a potential one seed just a couple weeks ago, and now uh, five, uh, five out of their last six have been losses, including Saturday's game uh, against the Hawkeyes. Still looking pretty good net-wise. Uh, as of today, they're 21st in the net. They've got... 11 combined wins between quad one and quad two. So, you know, they're, they're pretty still in a pretty good seed territory, right? For the NCAA tournament. But if you're talking about momentum, this is not the kind of stretch you wanted to see if you're a Badger fan though. No, certainly not. And, and it's kind of an underrated stretch, but this is one of the more difficult stretches of Wisconsin's schedule that they were going to go on. They were playing Michigan state, which obviously they won that one. And then at Nebraska Purdue. And then at the end of the day, <clears throat> there are no easy, road games in the Big Ten. I mean, I know we make fun of teams like Michigan and you know, Rutgers and stuff like that for being at the bottom in Ohio State, but at the end of the day, there are no easy games to go on the road to win, and uh, they lost at Michigan, they lost at Rutgers, and then you come into Iowa City, and, you know, they just beat uh, they just beat Ohio State and thinking, okay, well, maybe get our mojo back, but at the end of the day, Iowa's a very good team at home, just like most other teams are in the Big Ten, and uh, so they got punched in the mouth a little bit. So their only road games left are Indiana and Rutgers. They do have three more home games. So ultimately, I think they'll be okay. I definitely don't think we'll see them anywhere up there near the one seed, obviously, after the stretch. Uh, but they'll, they'll still get into the tournament. They'll be fine. Uh, they just won't be nearly as highly seeded as we once thought. Big upset yesterday. The uh, Ohio State Buckeyes, of course, uh, the big news out of Columbus was Chris Holtman getting fired. I know we had speculated about that in one of our first conversations about coaches on the hot seat, and Holtman was the first to go uh, getting fired at the beginning of last week at Ohio State. Uh, Diebler, the interim coach, uh, getting a huge win, knocking off the number two team in the country. I know a lot of people surprised just considering how good, how great Purdue has been this year going into Columbus. And you just said it, there's no easy road games uh, in the Big Ten at all and uh despite the you know the surprise element to it uh that just kind of shows how tough playing on the road in the big 10 is right yeah for sure 
sure. And Ohio State is not known as one of those uh, home court environments because uh, they play in like an 18,000-seat arena and they can never seem to fill it up. And, of course, these past two seasons have not been what fans have wanted to see. Uh, I actually made the comment that it felt like there were more Purdue fans at that game than there were Ohio State fans when I was watching it on TV. But regardless, uh, Ohio State went in there and I, I – I was saying it earlier, Ohio State played their best defensive game of the season, and Purdue played one of, if not their worst, games of the season. Uh, Ohio State's Zed Key, he had five steals in this one. Four fouls, but he had five steals. Normally when you think of beating Purdue, you think of turning over Braden Smith or Fletcher Lawyer or some of these other guys, and Braden Smith did have three turnovers. However, it was Zach Eady who had six turnovers in the game, and uh, many of those were due to Zed Key being able to knock the ball away before Zed Key can bring it up above his head where nobody can seem to touch it. So just a really impressive defensive performance by Zed Key, and uh, not just from him, but the team overall. They were in the passing lanes, knocking balls away, and uh, when you're able to do that and then turn it into points, that's the recipe recipe for how to beat Purdue. Purdue still has a one-and-a-half game lead in the conference. They still have to play Illinois, yet that's in Champaign coming up on March 5th. I'll give you just the basic question. Should Purdue fans be worried after what they saw uh, yesterday in uh, in Columbus, or is it just kind of a, a bump in the road towards winning the Big Ten overall? If I were them, I would be worried. Uh, and I said it last night on the show, I'm not – you know, worried to the point where, like, it's detrimental. But I am worried after seeing the way this team finished last year and then going into the tournament. Obviously, they still won the Big Ten tournament. But finishing the season, I think they went 4-3 or three or something like that, 4-3 four, four and three in their last seven games or something like that in the uh, at the end of the season last year. So that does give me concern. But at the end of the day, what they really need to do is they just need to lock down on their offense again, get Fletcher Lawyer his shot. They only shot one three-pointer against Ohio State, which was unlikely of him. He shoots 40% uh, from behind the arc, on the, over 40% from behind the arc on the season. He needs to be shooting more often. So if they can scheme up some stuff like that and they can figure out, you know, let's make sure Zach Eady is passing the ball more and turning it over less, they'll be fine. I think the recipe is there to fix it. Uh, however, they need to fix it, unlike what they were able to do at the end of the regular season last year. We'll see if they can do it this year. JR from the Big Ten Huddle joining me here on 1600 ESPN. Let's backtrack uh, to the Buckeyes real quick uh, with Holtman's departure. Who do you think uh, should be in line to be the next head coach in Columbus? Yeah, there's a few different options. So if, if you're not following Ohio State too closely, they do have a new athletic director coming in. His name is Ross Bjork. He's coming in from Texas A&M. So there is a little bit of chatter, a little bit of buzz about the possible Buzz Williams coming from Texas A&M, possibly coming with Ross Bjork. There's said to be a good relationship there. However, uh, Buzz Williams is not having his best season either. So it's like, do you really want to bring him over if he's not having the best season and then make fans upset about that? There's a few other names out there that are that are potential guys. Dusty May, you'll hear mentioned in every single Thing. I think he's really only viable to like make 10 teams, mostly Indiana. So we'll see if Dusty May becomes a prime candidate there. But it's actually interesting because Lamont Terrace from South Carolina was one that many Ohio State fans were wanting. Well, since uh, Chris Holtman has been fired, he's gone 0-2 in the SEC. So uh, it, it really some issues there with that possibility. But I look at some sleeper guys, maybe like a Greg McDermott or a Sean Miller as some guys who could possibly be there. Uh, and I've also heard Chris Beard's name a little bit. I don't think he uh, has a future at Ohio State. Ohio State seems to not really want to get into stuff like that most times, especially with what they've had recently with the basketball program when Urban Meyer was there and that whole debacle, if anybody remembers that. 
so I, I can't rule it out completely, but I would say they probably want some more clean guys like a Lamont Paris or a Dusty May who don't have stuff on their record. So that's who I would look at more likely. Let's look at the week ahead, JR. Uh, a couple interesting games starting off the week tomorrow. Iowa playing at Michigan State. But you also have Wisconsin looking to uh, get back on the right track with a home game against Maryland. Uh, Wednesday, Illinois playing at Penn State. You also have Nebraska on the road at Indiana. And then Thursday night, uh, triple header actually. Thursday, Purdue and Rutgers, Ohio State at Minnesota, and then Michigan at Northwestern before you get into uh, the weekend of games. What stands out to you on this week's uh, Big Ten uh, hoop schedule? Yeah, number one, you said it with the Wisconsin going back home against Maryland. Can they get that win? They're at home. They need to be able to right the ship and uh, and win these home games because the road games are not going to be uh, super easy to get to. But I'm really excited about this Iowa-Michigan State game uh, tomorrow night. Iowa goes into East Lansing. And Michigan State, though they're a very good team and they're kind of on the cusp of top 25 right now, uh, they, they are susceptible down low. Matty Sissoko and Carson, Carson Trooper are not exactly the bigs that we've come to know from Michigan State. And Owen Freeman could have himself another big game. So uh, we'll look at Ben Creaky and Owen Freeman and see what they can do down there. But at the end of the day, Iowa needs to keep riding uh, Owen Freeman as much as they possibly can this season. And who knows, he might have one of these great performances on the road that can really submit him as one of the best players. Uh, he's been the freshman of the week countless times this season. I think he's he's possibly going to tie the record for freshman of the week with Jared Sollinger from Ohio State, which is just crazy to think about. But he could very well do it, and it would be a really, really cool accomplishment to see it happen for him. So I'm really interested in that Iowa-Michigan State game. We'll see if it lives up to expectations or not. But uh, Tuesday night, that, that's going to be the night of games that I'm most excited for this week. All right, Jared, what should folks look for on the Big Ten Huddle this week? Got another football episode coming Tuesday night. Football is where we mostly talk news and notes and things like that right now. So we're kind of going through the offseason, talking about some teams. Talked about Iowa already, but I'm sure there will be more discussion with them after we're evaluating the Tim Lester hire here soon. And then in addition to that, we're also talking about the offseason or uh, how, how the offseason will go for these new teams coming in. We've talked about Oregon. We're going to talk about Washington here soon, UCLA, USC. What can we expect? Are they going to come into the Big Ten and do well? Are they going to struggle? And then Wednesday night we have our episode where we'll for sure talk about Iowa, Michigan State, Wisconsin, all those games. And I'm uh, just looking forward for a good time to uh, to talk to those Big Ten Hoops games on Wednesday night. All right, Jr. appreciate the time as always. We'll talk to you next Monday, okay? All right, thanks, Spencer. Jr. from the Big Ten Huddle joining me here on 1600 ESPN for our Big Monday segment. Again, you can follow them on social media at the Big Ten Huddle. YouTube channel is the same username. Uh, check out their content there, especially if you love uh, Big Ten discussion. He's he's good friends with Big Ten Ted. I know several of you enjoy Big Ten Ted's content. So if you're in line with Big Ten Ted, you'll love JR's content and the crew over at uh, at the Big Ten Huddle as well. Uh, plenty of good stuff there on YouTube and on social media. 319-366-1600. That'll uh, largely be our Big Ten discussion here for today. Uh, Big Ten standings, uh, we talked about them a little bit with JR, but Purdue still with a one-and-a-half game lead uh, despite the loss yesterday. They've got to play Illinois yet, so we'll see how this, the stretch run plays out, but uh, still looking like Purdue's, uh, Purdue's conference to lose, barring... Uh, some craziness uh, here down the stretch. Purdue at 23-3, and again, dropping down to number three in the country. Still some interesting games coming up for them. A couple road tests, Michigan and Illinois. 
But the way Purdue has been playing this year, aside from the game against Ohio State, seems like they're in control, but JR says, yeah, I'd be concerned if I'm a Purdue fan. 319-366-1600. Another piece of uh, Big Ten news today, uh, kind of interesting, uh, especially because Iowa still has to play a second game against Penn State, but Kanye Clary, uh, who was one of their better players to start the year, had an injury, uh, and then uh, and then uh, came back against the Hawkeyes when they played on February 8th. Kanye Clary dismissed from the team. Uh, Mike Rhodes, the head coach there at Penn State, saying uh, it was a, a team decision to to take him off uh, the roster. Some interesting stuff. I haven't seen anything further beyond that, but some people have done some digging and made some connections possibly to some negative Facebook comments uh, involving someone that may or may not be related to Clary. I don't know exactly what is going on there, but uh, Kanye Clary, who was a pretty solid contributor to uh, Penn State early in the season, scored eight points against the Hawkeyes back on the 8th of this month, uh, is no longer on the team. Iowa will play Penn State coming up here uh, next week. Uh, have the two games this week with uh, Michigan State and Illinois both on the road and then on the 27th. So a week from tomorrow, Penn State will be inside Carver-Hawkeye Arena for a rematch of a game that uh, Iowa lost out in State College. Uh, Looking at the rest, uh, we talked plenty of Big 12 hoops with John Walters. Uh, Again, Iowa State and Houston coming up. But uh, don't want to forget about the Missouri Valley. Things still getting interesting. Things still are interesting in the Mo Valley from uh, the weekend. Drake with a win. Uh, yesterday beating Murray State 95-72. to You and I with an impressive win over Bradley yesterday, 74-63. Indiana State, I think you feel kind of bad for them. They got into the poll uh, for the first time since the Larry Bird days and promptly went out and lost to Illinois State and Southern Illinois uh, in back-to-back contests. Did not look good against Illinois State uh, in that first loss uh, after entering the polls, so... Neck-and-neck race between Drake and Indiana State. If you're hoping for a two-bid Mo Valley, it's looking like it's not going to happen, barring uh, some sort of craziness here down the stretch uh, and into when the brackets are revealed. But looking more and more like we're going to have a one-bid Mo Valley. Drake's playing good ball. Drake plays really well at home, 14-0 at home. They've won, what, 19 in a row uh, at the Knapp Center uh, with uh, with the, the win streak that they're on. The unfortunate thing is uh, for Dre, yeah, they went one and one against Indiana State, so split those two uh, meetings this year. Uh, so that's why they're still tied at the, at the top. But looking like you'll need to win the the Arch Madness tournament, men's basketball tournament there for uh, for either squad to get in. And uh, you and I playing decent ball. They won two in a row. Uh, playing better at home than they are on the road, nine and three at home compared to five and seven on the road. We'll talk more about uh, you and I and Drake, of course, uh, this week. Couple road game or one road game out of the two. Uh, Panthers will be at Illinois State coming up Wednesday. Drake, a home game against Belmont on Wednesday night. So, uh, still some games left. Uh, only a handful of games left in the Missouri Valley uh, as their tournament starts a little bit earlier than everyone else. Drake with four left, including one. At the McLeod Center in Cedar Falls coming up this weekend. Uh, the Panthers uh, with four left as well. Illinois State, Drake, Valpo, and Southern Illinois. So plan for seating uh, and plan for uh, that uh, that Arch Madness uh, seating here 
down the stretch for the Missouri Valley. 319-366-1600. A few of you texting in some thoughts on the NBA All-Star game. We'll talk a little bit about that here from a couple of the players with their thoughts on trying maybe to make things more competitive uh, in the NBA All-Star game. We'll talk about that and get into the sports menu here in just a little bit. Before we do all of that, let's uh, check in with Isaac. He's got a local sports update at the ready for you here on 1600 ESPN. With your local sports update on 1600 ESPN, I'm Isaac Elzinga. The Iowa baseball team went 2-1 over the weekend with wins against Seton Hall and Ball State and a loss to Lehigh. Iowa is now ranked number 18, which is up from 20th last week. Iowa has its home opener tomorrow against Loris at 3.30. The Iowa men's basketball team had an 88-86 or an 88-86 overtime win against number 20 Wisconsin on Saturday. A layup by senior Tony Perkins with under two seconds remaining in overtime proved to be the game winner. Freshman Owen Freeman led the Hawkeyes in scoring with 20 points. Freeman also grabbed 12 rebounds in the game for his fifth double-double. The Iowa men's wrestling team beat Wisconsin 34-7 on Sunday in the Hawkeyes' final home duel of the year. Iowa won 8 of the 10 bouts and tallied 30 total takedowns. The Iowa State women's basketball team lost to number 5 Texas 81-60 on Saturday in Austin. Audie Crooks continued her fantastic rookie campaign by putting up 24 points for the Cyclones. The Iowa State men's basketball team won its game against Texas Tech 82-74 on Saturday inside Hilton Coliseum. Keyshawn Gilbert led the Cyclones in scoring with 24 points. The Iowa State men have a marquee matchup against Houston tonight. You can listen to that game right here on 1600 ESPN. Pre-game starts at 7 and tip-off is set for 8. That's your local sports update. I'm Isaac Elzinga for 1600 ESPN. All right, thanks, Isaac. The Daytona 500 going on as we speak. Pushed back to today after rain yesterday in Daytona. Current leader Austin Sindrick. As they are uh, lap one, I'm trying to see the TV. They just cha- uh, don't you hate it when they just change something on the TV screen and you're about to like tell people some information? They're they're winding down stage two. We'll just tell you that uh, lap 123 ish. But Austin Sindrick and Kyle Busch currently battling for the lead at Daytona. As we keep you up to date on that uh, race, push back to today because of the weather yesterday. It is 5.30, so i got to give you another opportunity to enter our $5,000 Man Cave giveaway from 1600 ESPN. It continues right now. One local listener is guaranteed to win 500 bucks. One grand prize winner out of the national pool will win $5,000 to create their ultimate sports viewing experience. All you have to do is listen four times daily for the winning sports word, 7.30 and 11.30 in the morning. 3.30 and 5.30 in the afternoon. We'll give it to you four times daily. When you hear it, go to our website, kgymradio.com, uh, for uh, the opportunity to enter it. Once you're in the pool, once you've entered it, you can enter it up to four times daily. You can enter it each day, too, when we give you a new word. You are entered for the $500 and a shot at the five grand from 1600 ESPN. Your word of the day today is state. S-T-A-T-E, state. Enter that now at kgymradio.com for an opportunity to win in our $5,000 Man Cave giveaway from 1600 ESPN. Again, state is your word of the day, as in go state. Probably what you're saying if you're an Iowa State fan. 
as they go up against Houston tonight. State your word of the day from 1600 ESPN. 531, back with more after this on Eastern Iowa's Home for Sports. Eastern Iowa weather from 1600 ESPN. I'm Kason Ferris with a check for your forecast. We'll continue to see clear skies as we go throughout tonight. Temperatures will fall back into the middle and upper 20s. Plenty of sunshine is expected on Tuesday with those unseasonably warm temperatures continuing. Afternoon highs will be into the low to mid 50s. A few more clouds Tuesday night. We'll see those temperatures fall back into the low to mid 30s and lots of sunshine expected on Wednesday with a bit of a mix of sun and clouds at times. Temperatures will be into the middle and upper 50s. And that was a check of your Iowa's News Now weather first forecast. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. If you're a dad who is facing divorce, there are extra layers of stress that may include stereotypes and assumptions. No two situations are the same. Our legal experience and dedication prepare us for whatever legal challenges we face together. You need a partner you can count on. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has represented men in divorce. Office in downtown Des Moines. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's attorneys. 515-518-ALL-ZEROS. CordellCordell.com. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Emil's Hideaway is the place to get together. Stop in for a drink and some chow with your buddies. Emil's opens every day at 4. If you're hanging out at home instead, order pickup and delivery at emilshideaway.com. Emil's Hideaway, a great place to meet up with friends. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face -face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. I'm Todd from the Todd Rollicamp Show. You're hearing Spencer on Sports exclusively on Eastern Iowa's Home for Sports, 1600 ESPN, on FM and Cedar Rapids at 102.3 and in Iowa City at 106.3. There's a way for, to, to make it a more competitive game. I don't think anybody's going to play in it like it's the playoffs, but it's a way to, to get guys to come to the table and, and just play a more solid game, I guess. But I did think it was a good game. You know, anytime the crowd is is engaged and you're hearing oohs and ahs and things like that, because the crowd does not enjoy what they see and they're just not going to say nothing. You know, I've seen it. They'll just sit there and watch. But um, I thought it was enough moments to be excited about and to enjoy watching, but it was just too many, you know, go get a dunk, go get a layup type of moments. And I think if we could just limit those, you know, people probably wouldn't feel the way they feel sometimes about it. If we can just 
try to limit it, but it's, it's going to happen. Sometimes it probably just can't happen as much. That's your all-star game MVP, Damian Lillard weighing in on how do you make the all-star game more competitive? Is it even a problem worth, worth broaching? You tell me three, one, nine, three, six, six, 1600. That's after Adam silver, the NBA commissioner uh, went out and said, Hey, we're going to be more competitive. We're going back to East versus West. Uh, you know, I, I think this is going to be pretty low scoring. You're going to see a pretty, pretty competitive game. And, yeah, there was, you know, some competitiveness to it. It was basically just a, a shoot around with the score being kept last night. For being completely honest, the East topping 200 points, 211 to 186 was your final score. Uh, again, Damian Lillard with 39, Jalen Brown had 36, Tyrese Halliburton. We talked about him briefly with John Walters in the first hour of the show. 32 points, seven rebounds, and six assists. How dare Tyrese Halliburton dish out six assists in the game? <laughs> Drop 40 and maybe you'll get the MVP. But I look, and Isaac, I don't know if you watched the All-Star game yesterday at all. Um, I've, I, it was, I'm not saying it was good. I'm not saying it was, you know, something we need to keep around in its current state because I think the weekend as a whole um, definitely needs some tweaks. Uh, the game itself, you know, you're hearing the players talk about it. You heard Dame there. We'll play a clip from LeBron uh, here in just a minute, too, talking about how do you make this something that's worthwhile for both the players and the fans, right, to enjoy. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't great basketball. It really wasn't even basketball. It was just a glorified shoot-around, an exhibition. But I don't know what else people are expecting from a game like this. And as you brought up earlier when we, we mentioned it before five o'clock, I, in this, in this call, in this, the way the NBA is set up with how, how important the postseason is. I don't think you're ever going to have an all-star game. That is 88 to 85 in overtime with defense being played because everybody's going half speed Everybody's just kind of there. You want to preserve yourself for what really matters. What really matters is competing for a, a playoff spot B competing for the, the finals trophy and, and winning a ring. And when that is your sole focus, it's tough to make an exhibition like this important period. Right? Yeah. I think the biggest frustration for me, cause I, I completely understand it's an exhibition. The game does not matter. Um, so I understand why the players just don't try on defense. Um, but what gets it for me is during the off season, you'll see them do like AAU stuff at like, you know, like Rucker or just like mm -hmm. work out with you, work, yeah. summer workouts. And it seems like they're at least trying. Like they're going like 80%. Right. And I think that's all anyone's asking for. Because I don't know, yesterday it felt like 30%. Like, or yeah. I guess at least it was less it was than 50. 30, that's for sure. 30% and all of it was on offense. None right. of it was on defense. And I feel like during the summer workouts, they're at least trying a little bit. And I said on the gym class, I don't know what the line is, but 211 is far past the line for me as far as like a point for a team, a point total for a team sure. does. I think somewhere, <clears throat> if it's a game in like the 140s, 150 range, I think that would be still somewhat enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And but I think 
180, was it 186 to 11? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think for me, that is just so far past the line right. of enjoyment that it's just hard for me to kind of continue to watch it. I used to think like, oh, well, you can see some, you know, fantastic things on offense, but if if nothing's, no one's trying on defense, those things that are fantastic on offense don't really look that fantastic anymore. Damian Lillard with 11 three-pointers, 11 of 23 from three last night uh, in the All-Star game. Just just pull up the box score and, you, and you'll see, you know, just how it was basically a three-point. It was the three-point contest carried over from, from Saturday night. Uh, looking at the, the Eastern Conference All-Stars alone, Dame and Tyrese Halliburton combined for 21 threes on the night. 11 of 23 for for Lillard, 10 of 14 for Halliburton. He had five in like 90 seconds that really kind of flipped because the West was, you know, in control for first minute or two of the game. And then Halliburton went off and hit five threes in 90 seconds. And that also didn't help that it was a complete drubbing that like it wasn't even close there. So, I mean, and you know, they 42 threes for the East, 25 for the West. You know, if I mean, just make it a three-point shooting competition and just carry that out. I, I don't know. Like, I it, look, I, I it wasn't good basketball. I'm not saying this is what needs to – we should just continue on the same thing here. But I don't know, aside from money or trying to – you don't want to devalue an NBA championship and playing hard for that. But I think – there needs to be a revamp all around of this. Yes. And I think, I think it's, I think it's f- some of the events are fine. Like I like the rising stars. That was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was out to dinner Friday night and the, the celebrity game really didn't trip my trigger at all. It, it's just fun. It's not supposed to be serious right, yeah. basketball. Mm-hmm. CJ Stroud and Puka Nakua playing, playing basketball, whatever. But the rising stars is fine. Um, all-Star Saturday night, again, the dunk contest was pretty lame. I didn't really watch any of it. Um, the skills competition is what it is. Like, I think maybe you can format things kind of like the Rising Stars game for the for the actual All-Star yeah. game mm-hmm. and make it kind of like bracket. I think the NHL does something similar where it's like bracketed, like, you know, you have these team, these teams facing off, these teams facing off. The winners play for the championship. Maybe there's a little bit more, you know, incentive for the players to to jump in and quote unquote try for that. But even then, when you're still, your brain is looking ahead to the final what twenty ish games that they have left, and then the playoffs. When we know how big a difference the playoffs and the regular season are in the NBA it's tough to think that even that would make a difference in my mind. Yeah, I don't think it's going to change unless the discourse around the league changes, which is that it can't all just always be about rings, I guess is the best is what it ultimately comes down to. Now, I'm a Jazz fan, so I'm heavily biased in this sure. in this regard, having never won a championship. Um, but that's what it is. That's what mm-hmm. every conversation about players comes down to now. And like I said, you can't blame the players for not caring. Because they want to care about winning championships because that's what all the fans and all the pundits, the national pundits, that's all they talk about when they're arguing about, you know, greatness is rings. And so it's just hard. It's hard for me to blame the players for not trying too hard when the fans have just so de-emphasized the value of the regular season in the All-Star game. When it used to somewhat mean more, I mean, it's not like being All-Star game MVP was a 
huge accomplishment, but it was an accomplishment mm-hmm. that was celebrated. Yeah. And now it's just kind of like, oh, he won MVP this year. Cool. He gets a fun, right. like, card on 2K or something. <laughs> I, I mean, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. But right. It's it, that's basically what it amounts to now. It was cool to see Dame win the All Star MVP. I, I fully would have supported Halliburton getting it just because I, I felt like it, it was probably going to be Halliburton just because it was the hometown connection there. I know the fans in Indy weren't too happy with that, but like. In the end, I mean, you're putting stock in an all-star game where he shot 23 three-pointers. The MVP, it's like, okay, you know, it's just shoot around basically for that. A couple good ideas on the text line. Honestly, I don't hate these. Would the NBA ever go for them? I'm not sure, but uh, 35-31, and and I just – you know, I think we're at this point, not just with the NBA, but I've seen a few different people say this uh, uh, today after the, the All-Star game last night. 35-31 says, the All-Star games are simply a product of a bygone era. All the major sports should simply name their All-Star teams, have a break, and call it a day. Honestly, I think that's kind of where we're at. I, I Baseball, I still feel like, is the best all-star kind of package because you have the home run derby uh they've incorporated the draft into it and then you have the all-star game itself um i'm not sure baseball would ever go away from an all-star game but i i i'm kind of trending toward that idea for the nfl and the nba just because the nfl made wholesale changes and some people watch, but more people don't watch than actually watch what the NFL now does with the flag football and the the skills challenge throughout the week and whatever. And the same thing with the NBA. Like, do we need an all-star game? Maybe have a celebration of, you know, some of the guys that made it. You know, do do a skills competition. Yeah, do, do, do some friendly stuff. Yeah. Do some friendly, like, you know, for keep the rising stars because I think it's cool to highlight, you know, some of the guys that – you know, have are, are up and comers uh, in the league, but maybe maybe it is part of a bygone era, and I we thought, just need to get get rid of it. I you thought know? like a king of the court sort of thing would be fun, yeah. but like if we can't get them to care about you know five on five, I don't think they're going to care about one on one basketball, unfortunately. So I wish that, I mean, like in my mind, king of the court would be so fun because you could see I don't know, like LeBron and. Giannis go head to head one on one. Like in my mind, I'd be like, "Oh, that'd be so intense and awesome." First two, you know, like eleven or something like that, ones and twos. Um, but I just don't think that they would. I don't think there would be a ton of effort in that game either. Unfortunately, seventy one ninety three suggesting USA versus the world. I, you know, again, I like that idea. Have some of the world's best, like Jokic and and Luka Doncic. You know, some of those those guys take on the USA's best, like Tatum and. You know, Trey Trey Young and Dame and you know the guys like that. But again, where's the incentive for those guys who are you know uh, out there, you know, focused more on getting the championship ring? So I I don't know how to how to change it. I'm I've accepted the fact that it's just an exhibition game. Was I a fan of what I saw last night? No, not necessarily. But you're not going to see it change. You're not going to all of a sudden have a competitive basketball game in that as part of uh, part of all-star weekend uh, regardless of how how hard the nba uh, might try zero eight three five suggesting incentives like extra bonuses or home court advantage Uh, baseball tried that and it was the the home field advantage part was pretty unpopular so i can't imagine nba would be like that was an unpopular idea let's try that for us 
But maybe if there's an incentive, you'll get more people to to try. Not sure. 319-366-1600-547. Quick look at tonight's sports menu is on the way next. Hey, remember when we were having conversations without words like inflation, recession? <sighs> yeah, I miss those days too. So at Quickstar, we're feeling a bit nostalgic. So we've lowered the prices on all our take-home meals. Every day, not on second Tuesdays or every good Friday. Every day, make your next meal a trip down savings lane with chicken, bacon, mac, and cheese, just $4.99. Or spaghetti and meatballs, $5.99. Quick Star, we got mealtime savings nostalgia covered. ESPN Bet is now live in Iowa as the official sportsbook of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Choose family. Choose friends. Choose your community. Choose Choose local. Choose local for everything. Clothes, food, a deserving charity, a new ride, or a place to keep your nest egg. When you buy from, invest in, or donate to businesses here in the corridor, you help keep our community strong and vibrant. Choose Choose local. This message proudly presented by Cedar Rapids Opera, Quickstar, serving Eastern Iowa, and 1600 ESPN. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym for a while. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be lower testosterone. Lower T. Yeah, I went through it a while back. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone. I got Nugenics Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that ad on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again, at work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text PREP to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text PREP to 42424. That's PREP to 42424. Can he copy your answers on the Immaculate Grid? You're listening to Spencer on Sports on 1600 ESPN. Back at the 550 Monday edition of the program. Winding down here. Got Iowa State men's basketball coming up in about an hour and 10 minutes. That is just one of the things that is on tonight's sports menu. What are you eating? Instant mashed potatoes for frozen TV dinners. And I want to know why it didn't have mayonnaise. Okay. On the menu today, we have... The lone game between top 25 teams tonight on the men's side is Iowa State at Houston. Cyclones at 20-5. and five. Nine and three in the Big Twelve. Houston twenty-two and three, and nine and three in the Big Twelve. That game eight o'clock tonight from Houston, Texas. It's on ESPN TV, but of course you can listen with John Walters and Eric Heft here on sixteen hundred ESPN. Also one hundred two point three in Cedar Rapids, one hundred six point three in Iowa City. Got it for you tonight, starting at seven with the radio pregame show on sixteen hundred ESPN. The spread has come down a little bit. Houston was initially about a ten-point favorite. 
Uh, ESPN Bet has Houston as an eight and a half point favorite. The total at 131 and a half for those of you interested in placing a wager on the game tonight. Houston favored at home uh, over Iowa State. Again, coverage starting in uh, just over an hour here on 1600 ESPN. Preceding that game on ESPN, uh, it is Virginia and Virginia Tech. ESPN TV, that is. Uh, Virginia going to Blacksburg to take on the Hokies. That game starting at 6 tonight. Uh, those are your power conference games. There is one other game tonight, uh, Kansas State and Texas, uh, 8 o'clock on ESPN2. So a very Big 12, uh, Big 12, Big Monday tonight uh, for those uh, games in men's college basketball. Women's college hoops action today. Uh, a few games already in the books from the top 25. Uh, UConn beating Creighton 73-53. to you also had Illinois mentioned this earlier this hour. Illinois winning by 20 points over number 14, Indiana. The Hoosiers are up next uh, for the Iowa women's basketball team on Thursday night. More on that game to come as we go through out the week here. But uh, Iowa, Indiana from Bloomington. Next on the radar, Indiana going in all with a 20-point loss to Illinois uh, earlier today. Other games tonight. Uh, in top 25 women's action, number 13, LSU, playing at Texas A&M. And number 19, Notre Dame, is playing at Duke tonight when it comes to women's college basketball. No NBA regular season action until Thursday. Full slate of games Thursday and Friday. But we do have plenty of hockey action. Justin on the text line celebrating a Red Wings victory. There was... Plenty of hockey action earlier today, including the Red Wings beating Seattle 4-3 to in overtime. Probably the game of the day was Minnesota beating Vancouver 10-7. to Ten goals in a hockey game. What is going on with that game? Uh, Seven-goal third period for the Wild. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov with a hat trick alone in the third period uh, as they scored six goals, five goals in... Five minutes and 12 seconds, which is pretty impressive stuff uh, for Minnesota. Uh, in fact, scored one in the closing seconds of the second period and then tacked in more. So really six goals uh, in about five, six minutes or so for Minnesota as they won going away 10-7 to over Vancouver. Other results uh, from hockey earlier today, the Bruins a winner over the Stars 4-3. to That game uh, ending in a shootout. The Blues lost to Toronto Four to two. I mentioned the Red Wings over the Kraken. Four to three. The Flames beating the Jets. Six to three. The Oilers a winner over Arizona. Six to three. And the Golden Knights blanking the San Jose Sharks. Four to nothing. Two games left on the NHL slate. Justin had his picks. Uh, he has the Hurricanes uh, on the puck line over the Chicago Blackhawks. That's starting here in just a little bit from Raleigh. And the Ottawa Senators and the Lightning. He's got the Lightning on the money line over the Senators. So there you go. There's your sports menu for tonight. Very light without the NBA, but still plenty to discuss. Uh, when it comes down to it, the uh, hockey was uh, going on here today uh, as part of uh, some Monday action. And we do have the Daytona 500 going on as we speed. A.J. Allmendinger. That's a mouthful to say. A.J. Allmendinger, your leader. Uh, lap 146 
uh, for that race going on at Daytona International Speedway. So there you go. A complete look at everything that uh, is happening or has happened in the sports world today. I enjoy, do you, Daytime sports cannot be beat. Yeah. Few things beat daytime sports. It Even is, if it's stuff you don't really follow, it's still something to something to have on. You right? know what sport you should be a fan of then? Soccer. There's soccer. There's soccer games all the time during the day because the time difference over in Europe and stuff. Yeah. You know. I'll try. No, you don't have to. I'll just, try. I've accepted try. at this point that I'm going to be the only soccer fan at this station, and I'm okay with that because <laughs> I found my niche. Um, there's a couple people on the text line that like it. And I'll pop in some knowledge every now and then. Uh, that's perfectly fine with me. Perfectly fine. Yeah, I, I'm trying to get more into hockey. Uh, I I don't think I've shared my views on like NASCAR, and I just can't get into it. Like I I will watch Daytona. I'm, I've been watching Daytona throughout the entire show just to have it up and on. Um, I'll watch the Iowa Speedway races. Um, you know, select few the Chicago. I've mentioned the Chicago Street Race several times. Kind of unique stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. But any given Sunday, especially this time of year where there's still basketball on, on a Sunday, I'm I'm choosing basketball over over racing. It will be fun for the uh, during the Olympics because I'll be Paris, so that'll be some daytime oh, yeah. stuff to watch yep. uh, this summer. Yeah, we'll have to do. Uh, we'll have to come up with some Olympic updates. Yeah, we could Olympic do segments. Just find the most random sport. Well, I mean, there's some weird ones, but swimming will be fun. Swimming, see, yeah. Katie Ledecky is. Like I, th- I saw her records the other day. She has like the twenty-three fastest times for some eight hundred race. I can't remember what, but she, it's her the first twenty, the twenty-three fastest times ever for that race. It's insane. Is handball still a part of the Olympics? I believe so. Then we need to adopt a handball team. Does the U.S. have a handball team? They probably do. So we, I, we are your handball headquarters here on sixteen hundred ESPN, at least right here on Spencer on Sports. Thanks for checking out the show today. I'll be back with you tomorrow from 4 until 6. Todd Brummelkamp leads off local programming tomorrow morning, 6.30 till 9. Gym class tomorrow from 3 until 4 as well. Uh, And then I'll be with you from 4 until 6 here on 1600 ESPN. ESPN Radio taking it up till Iowa State basketball. That's next here on Eastern Iowa's home for sports. Coming to you from the Eakin Nutrition Studios, this has been Spencer on Sports for a Monday afternoon.